Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome into the Tiger Woods podcast, episode 33, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you. A familiar voice will be coming on in a matter of seconds. You know her well, Bridget Whalen, coming on as a co-host of this program. We'll bring her in in just a short bit. Rate, review the show, DM us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on the gram at Mr. Rogers 98. Bridget on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. Here's what's on tap here, folks. I hope you're doing okay amid the coronavirus pandemic that is going on right now. We're going to give you guys a little bit of an escape here. We'll talk the Olympics being postponed, where we stand with the PGA Tour schedule, and is this corona layoff, if you will, good or bad for Tiger Woods? There are a lot of unknowns right now in the sporting world, let alone the golf world, so we'll try to tackle all that here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Bridget, I will give you the floor here as you are now a co-host on the podcast your reactions, your thoughts, what are you excited for? My thoughts on being a co-host? Yeah. Um, well, hello there, co-host. It's pretty <laughs> cool. I'm excited. I'm ready to talk golf. I've had quite a withdrawal, I have to say. I didn't think it would be this difficult, but I've realized that my day-to-day really does revolve around the PGA Tour. Not really golf, but the actual PGA right. Tour. So maybe something I have to assess, uh, or maybe I'm in the midst of assessing it. <laughs> Not quite sure. Um, so I missed Tiger, and I didn't think it could get any worse. And now I miss every single golfer on the planet. <laughs> so um, I'm hanging in there, and I'm happy to be your co-host. I'm very excited. Well, you know what? You're in an interesting situation because you're in a shelter in place out there in Orlando. Am I wrong? I mean, Orlando like isn't a real place anyway. So I sort of feel like I'm always sheltering in place here. (laughs) But yeah, we can't leave our house unless we have to go to the grocery store or do some essential task, which for me is just go to the grocery store. So yeah, that's literally my life right now is grocery store, no gym, No yoga. Every workout's on YouTube right now. It's brutal. But we're all going to get through it. As I talked about on last week's episode, if you did not check that out, check it out because I think it's a unique time because we are all united against one enemy. I don't think anybody is on team coronavirus. It doesn't know any political party. Maybe Patrick Reed. Uh Maybe Patrick Reed. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Just for fun, just for the headlines. 
Okay, folks, we're going to get into the Olympics, but first a word from our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Bridget, so the 2020 Olympics has been postponed to summer 2021. Right off the bat, your initial reactions Uh, I was not too surprised. I don't think anybody was really surprised. We were all headed in that direction that the Olympics was going to get pushed back and it just finally got announced officially. What do you think about this? Yeah, go Canada, first of all. Um, I think that they were going to hold out as long as they possibly could, but there was no way that that was going to go on as planned. I mean, the travel bans, just Mm. planet-wide, are enormous. So even if it went on, like, it wouldn't go on in the capacity that it should, you know? So um, it's devastating, obviously. Like, when when has the Olympics been canceled? Um, Wars, that's it. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I guess this is a a war of some sort. Um, But yeah, totally devastating. Um, And like pretty sad for all those athletes. Like golf is such a small part, in my opinion, in the Olympics. I mean, this is only the second time in like the modern era that it would have been um, part of the games. Mm. So, I mean, I think golf is like a smaller scope here, except for the fact that Tiger wasn't going to be qualified and now maybe he will. Yeah, that's a great point. So in a way you're kicking the can down the road, right? So at the latest, it's going to be summer 2021. It could be a little bit earlier than that. We shall see. You think this is a good thing for Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, it's worth noting that at this moment, Tiger wouldn't have qualified for the Olympics anyway. It would have been Brooks, Justin Thomas, DJ, but he bounced out of that and Patrick Reed. So with Johnson out, it would have been Patrick Cantlay in there and it would have been a little bit down the line for Tiger. Webb Simpson would be next in line and then Woods ranked number 11 in the world as we stand. So there are two flips of the coin here, Bridget. Obviously Tiger would be a year older, but at the same time, he may not have qualified this year anyway. Right. So I think Brooks is also out. I think he's expressed his ambivalence in accordance with DJ. So I think um, Tiger would be like right on the cusp, you know? And as of right now, I mean, he hasn't played since Genesis, right? And all we've heard is per Mark Steinberg saying, you know, the back's just not ready. So for me, like this, I think as we've talked amongst the two of us, this is like a bucket list thing for Tiger. So I don't know. I'm super positive. I know he's going to be a, a whatever his birthday's in December. So he'll be technically a year older for me. He's sort of like a chameleon where like 
chronological age doesn't matter. It's just the back, the knees, the whatever else he has going on. So for me, if this like little respite or long respite, who knows how long this is going to last, um, I, I think it could bode well for him. I'm a serial optimist, though, with Tiger. Obviously. Hey, you love to see it. And, you know, you made a good point earlier, too, about the Olympic Games. I mean, for golf, yeah, sure, it's a sad thing, but these guys are making millions of dollars. For the other athletes, a lot of them are not making a lot of money, if at all. A lot of them are amateurs, in a way, right? So they're missing out on a really cool opportunity. And I don't know, I mean, you train so hard for something like this, you prepare for this for so long, and I guess the coronavirus has just been a thorn in everybody's side about missed opportunities. I mean, you want to talk right. about the Olympics. You want to talk about a couple of major championships that are getting pushed back here in the PGA Tour season, and that's kind of where I want to go with this, Bridget, because the Olympic golf dates were July 30th through August 2nd. So the 3M Open was the week before, in this situation and the Wyndham was the week after. So now you have that little gap and you have to wonder if maybe that gives some wiggle room here to figure out, okay, where are we going to plug and play these major championships now as we stand? The only two that are getting pushed back obviously are the masters and the PGA championship. You got to wonder if maybe you sneak in the PGA where the Olympic golf dates were. What say you? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I definitely think that, it's been widely accepted the Masters will take place in the fall. Um, I think there's way too many indicators to that. So I think that's going to be sort of taken care of, which is wild to think of fall foliage at the Masters. But I mean, it's a, you know, it's welcomed as long as we get it in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like the idea of sliding in the PGA. I really do think, again, I, I'm very optimistic. I do think golf will get back on track. I, I think that the U.S. Open will go on as planned, just sans fans. I heard that they already aren't building that fan infrastructure. So fans are out 100% no matter what. It's just will the tournament take place or not. And you have to take into consideration, you know, European tour players who would come over for the U.S. Open, will that travel ban be lifted? Like all of these things are such huge, huge indicators. But I think if the U.S. Open goes on as planned, yeah, I think maybe you could slide in the PGA there. I, I don't really know where else the PGA would go. I haven't really thought about it. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that golf can still pick up and, like, get back on track. Not like that's a huge concern, but for us it is. Um, so I, I'm pretty optimistic, and I like that idea, uh, sliding in the PGA there. All right, we're going to get into the crux of the show here in a matter of seconds, talking about the PGA Tour schedule. But first, a word from my fantastic friends at True Classic Tees. Want to give a shout out to the fabric that's currently on my back. True Classic Tees, baby. Formal wear is out. The t-shirt is in. It's a company based in LA. Soft, beautiful. They hold up well in the wash. And they are truly versatile. You could wear it to the gym and then happy hour. I'm telling you, you guys will love these shirts. And they are cheap as heck. Only $15. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the promo code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. Again, that's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Okay, Bridget, so as of now, 
everything up until the PGA Championship has either been canceled or postponed. The actual tour event next on the schedule as we stand is the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth. That's May 21st through the 24th. But I will note that uh, Dallas, which is right next door, is currently under a shelter in place. So we shall see about that. (laughs) But here is the major question. Just how far down the line will we go with postponing or canceling tournaments? I mean, where will that line be drawn? And I guess you have to kind of look at what the government is doing and look at what the data, data is showing you, right? Yeah, for sure. I I don't see it. Um, I think that the PGA Tour took a hard stance postponing events through May. Like that was pretty drastic in my opinion to go. Okay, so I'll just break it down to go from playing the first round of the players in the midst of all this hubbub and panic, which was kind of wild. And then to totally come out and, well, initially it wasn't through May, but then subsequently it was pushed back. Um, I think that was a a pretty dramatic uh, thing to do. I think it was right. Don't get me wrong. I totally support it. But I think they made their stance and and they pushed it out far enough where, you know, that's it. They did it. They're done. Obviously, if things take a wild turn for the worse. I think that they'll reassess, but I do see it getting back. Um, even though I know that Fort Worth, I think canceled, they have like a May fest or, or something uh, of that nature. They canceled that. That was at the end of April through May, even though that was canceled, I still see the tournament taking place. Keep okay. in mind that three weeks into May, I see no fans. I see no fans for a long, long time, which is weird, but we could watch it on TV, everyone. So, like, don't be that upset. I just – I don't think having fans congregate large groups of people right now, even in a few months, is going to be accepted. Um, but I do see the tour and the schedule getting back on track. So I got pretty granular about this in last week's episode. But from a macro perspective, and Bridget, it seems like you are saying yes – can this PGA Tour season be saved? And from what you're talking about here, you're saying, yeah, I mean, we're not going to have fans for a very long time, but we're going to have competitive golf. We're going to have a FedEx Cup playoffs. We're going to have a full slate of major championships. But yeah, the fan experience might not be there as much. Is that kind of what you're getting at? We're not going to see a situation where perhaps the season starts up in late August or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's where I stand right now. I could see some players being a little wary and like wanting, you know, everyone on tour to be tested or like some, you know, dramatic measure to be taken. But I don't see that as the widely adopted viewpoint. I think these guys stand about six feet away from each other anyway, besides their caddies, um, where if it's your caddy anyway, I feel like that's a close enough contact where that could be considered like, you know, isolating with your family. I think that's a different situation. If your caddy's under the weather, you're acutely aware of that. Um, So for me, I see this season, I I don't think it's a wash. I really don't. Um, I'm also not a catastrophist. So like, hey, maybe I'm naive. And I I do see it picking up in May. uh, And I do see no fans for a long time. (laughs) That is like my one thing. I'm like, there is no way they're going to let 
whatever, how many people, I don't even know how many people attend the, the general tour event. No way. There's just no way. They can't. I think optically, it would be a horrible look. Yeah, PR-wise. PR-wise, yeah. And also, like, the fan experience is to get close to players, right? Like, that's the whole point. Right. And like, we, we can't even get close to our fr friends right now. So it's just, it, it's not going to happen for a long time, which is sad, but that's, you know, that's the situation we're in. And you got to think about the other leagues too. And is Jay Monahan talking with Adam Silver and Rob right. Manfred of the MLB? Are they all trying to coordinate? And I'll tell you what, I wonder if they're trying to coordinate with the president of the United States. And that's the other thing here. And I don't want to get into politics, but you have Dr. Fauci and the president talking about, okay, when can we get back to normalcy? And for the most part, I don't think anybody really knows because A, we don't have the data to really make an accurate prediction. And B, you know, there's just so many factors at play and you have to kind of kick the can down the road a little bit. We haven't even hit our peak of this curve, if you will if you kind of look at the timeline. Now, the president said he's keying in on an Easter Sunday return to work. Does that mean all of the leagues follow suit? Does that even mean it's going to happen? I think the bottom line is this is very much a fluid situation. And, you know, making a prediction about it would kind of be a short-sighted thing to do. But like you said, Bridget, you're an optimist. I think we should be optimistic about this whole situation. And all I want is for Tiger to be able to play in all four major championships this year. I want to figure out a way that we get all four in, and I think that's going to happen. I did, Bridget, propose a radical idea last week. Cancel, if it comes to this point, cancel the FedEx Cup playoffs and turn it into four major championships back to back to back to back. Go east to west, go from Royal St. George's all the way west to TPC Harding, and there's your PGA Tour season. Again, radical. If push came to shove, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, from a macro perspective here, and, you know, I guess timing it out with all the other sports leagues, do you think they're all trying to work on this together, all of the leagues, and trying to, you know, work with the president and all this stuff? What do you think is happening? Before I answer that, there is no way Come on. that the FedEx Cup will be canceled. Cancel the first Super Bowl was stolen by coronavirus. They will not <laughs> at any cost let the FedEx Cup go down the drain as well. I love the idea. Um, and we are, we are golf people. We're not so much tour people. But right. the tour people will never let that happen. They already um, had to swallow the pill of canceling the Players' Championship. So. Right, which I mean, that was a, a heavy pill to swallow yeah. for them. Um, I I like your radical idea. I heard it. I like it. It's it's very pro golf, which you know, politics and sort of the other side of golf isn't always pro golf. If that makes sense, I love it. I think that you hit the nail on the head with looking to other sports, right? Because the PGA Tour pushed their now new start date per se, right. out so far, I think in an attempt to have a grace period for other sports to enter back in. So there's like this weird window. Now, Easter is, Easter is a really uh, interesting point, in my opinion. I think that's a good point maybe to get like 
people who aren't in the epicenter of this virus back to work and like mm. sort of trickle into our economy. I don't think that that's going to be a widespread thing. I think that that is a very like up in the air, fantastical, like, let me just put a date on it that has like some nice connotation to it. Um, I don't see that influencing the sports world at all, but I do agree with what you said. I do think that all sports as a whole are going to be talking with the president or, you know, consulting with professionals in that sense. And I do see a sport sliding in before golf. I do. And I think that that is a really good look for golf. We're going to get all four major championships in this year though. Right. I think so. I think, who do you can't, who do you like, that's like picking a favorite child and saying like, no, you don't get ice cream today. Like, no, you can't do that. Sorry, PGA. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which one is the oldest? Well, then mm, we'd have a little trouble. But um, the thing that I have an issue with is uh, the Open, the British Open, but we'll call it the Open. That I, I think is, that's an interesting one to me. Because just say that there's still like some weird travel ban. Yeah. No American tour player is gonna fly over there and get stuck. You know what I mean? Which I don't see that happening. But for me, the one that's not on this soil is the most disconcerting at this time. Um, so yeah, that's and that's my favorite major. But that's where I stand. I'm looking at this obviously from a Tiger perspective as you are too in that we want Tiger to be able to play as many tour events that he wants to play. So when you look at the Memorial, for example, and the regular tour stops for him that aren't just major championships, look, we're still thinking about Sam Snead too. Obviously Jack, but Sam. And we want him to break that record this year. That would be ideal. So I'm thinking about the sample size potentially for Tiger, and I hope it's still good enough. Um, Now, the back is another thing, right? We got to think about that. You actually think this layoff is a good thing for him. We'll get to that in the uh, later segment. But in terms of the PGA Tour schedule, do you think Tiger is going to play the right amount of tournaments that he wants to play this year? Or do you think he's going to have to make some sacrifices? Or, I mean, I guess the PJ Tour will make those decisions, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, for him, his back wasn't boding well, right? Yeah. Um, he pulled out of the players. That was a, a little surprising, just in proximity to the Masters. That, that's the only thing that um, shocked me about it is, wow, like if he's pulling out of the players, how's he going to defend at the Masters? So going forward – I don't know what his tentative schedule looked like pre-coronavirus. I don't know what tournaments that are still um, in play that he like really was hoping to play in are, are still, you know, relevant at this time. Obviously, if all four majors take place, I obviously see him playing those. And now his back wasn't doing well this year, right? And say that in like some weird turn of events, he somehow qualified for the Olympics. We also have um, the Ryder Cup later this year. It would have been a lot of golf, back-end calendar year golf, right? Like super heavy. Mm-hmm. So now it is also super heavy, but there's this interim, thanks to coronavirus, which who would believe I'm saying thank you, where he has this time now to sort of get back on track, which obviously he was already doing because pre-players, he was having issues. So for me, I, I do, I do see this as 
he's going to play in the tournaments that he wants to play in. Now it's going to be less eyes on him. Like, Oh, why isn't he playing? Why is he playing? It's like, well, everyone's all up in the air because coronavirus messed everything up. It's almost like a distraction, which Mm. he doesn't need a distraction. But someone the other day said to me, I have no idea what we talked about pre coronavirus. And I said, I do. Somebody said the same thing to me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh. My bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't um, you. It was somebody else, oh, literally. I was like, I have a really bad memory. Did no, I? no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I said, Tiger. Like, we were all so focused on, like, what's going on. I mean, the Zozo Championship wasn't that long ago, you know? Hello. Christmas yeah. was three months ago. Right. So, I mean, I know that the month of March has been, like, 84 years long. But in actuality, the time frame that Tiger has been thriving and doing well and dominating in all senses of the word for like where he's come back from back. Um, I think that this is a really like interesting storyline going on here. I mean, Tiger's historical story is just like riddled with amazingness and this is also a weird little piece of it like the coronavirus attacked the world (laughs) and tiger wasn't feeling well at the time again like i'm totally pro tiger but i think that this is going to be like a weird um lovely little scenario that's gonna bode well for him there's no doubt that this coronavirus situation i think is just a surreal time, I guess, in American and world society, I've been telling my friends that I think eventually we're going to tell our kids about this. You know, we were huddled up. I mean, it's not a really bad situation being quarantined per se. There are positives to it. But still, I mean, you almost feel like a prisoner, right? Because you just, you don't want to infect anybody by accident because you don't know if you have it because it takes time to feel the symptoms and all that. So yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting situation here in history, you know, let alone sports. Now, I do want to touch upon real quick, the prospect of a fall masters. And yes, it certainly looks like we're headed in that direction. I'm kind of warming up to the idea. But as I said last week, Bridget, oh, I don't like it when golf competes with the NFL. Because people have to, you know, choose, right? And looks like I'm going to have two TVs set up for that weekend. I know. I agree. And I'm not a super big football person, to be honest. My team is the Giants, so enough said. Oh, Um, easy enough. Yeah, I know. Although, I do live in Florida and hate the Patriots. Tom Brady is coming to Tampa now, so... Mm. No, I like, I don't know. Maybe I have a new team. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I, I also, I'm really hesitant to sort of accept what the course will look like in the fall. I, I know that um, people have been saying, no, like they let the die, the grass, they let the die, they let the grass die in the summer, but they'll bring it back. And you know, this down the other thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be so weird. Like, how is it going to play? Maybe it's not that different. Maybe I, don't know enough about agronomy and how that all works. Um, the one thing that I do love, fall is my favorite season. Again, I live in Florida, so that's weird, but I'm from Connecticut. And I love fall foliage. And all I am picturing right now is the slow-mo B-roll with autumn-colored leaves just falling off the trees. It's a so, nice change. Oh, it's so, it's 
very interesting. I know we love the azaleas and everything, but I'm way more into the fall colors. The thing for me too about this coronavirus going back, I like haven't accepted it really yet, which is maybe like my tactical defense mechanism. But I've always wondered like, what do people, what did people do like back when there were world wars going on? And now I'm like, man, they probably all lived in a sense of denial. Like, let's just go on with our day to day. Let's not accept what's going on in the world. And it's almost like I weirdly, I feel connected to like people of a different time. Like, whoa, you really just have to like put your head down and just like keep moving on. So I don't know, I wanted to touch on that since you brought up like, maybe we'll tell our children about this. I think for sure, this is like the weirdest dystopian environment that I never thought I would experience and that I'm experiencing. I'm a runner and I run outside every day. I'm Are you still doing that by the way? I do, I run every day still in no man land. There is not one person on these streets and I live in a really heavily tourist populated area. It is insane. It's so creepy. I typically don't bring my phone on my runs. I just use my Garmin watch. I brought my phone every day because I am just freaked out. Like, it could be like out. the purge. Everybody's looting everywhere. <laughs> right. Or like if someone comes out of nowhere, it's just me and that person and there's no one around. If no I witnesses. Yep. No, there's nothing. So I'm like not taking any chances, but it really is the wildest thing. But I have to say, I, I like haven't fully accepted it. I'm like, this is going to go away. This is all going to be fine. Everything's fine. Just keep your head down. Tiger will be back. Everything's fine. Tiger will be back. Always rehearse that part. Tiger will be back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to go down this path too far, but I did see an update on my phone from the New York Times, and the opinion section was like, let's just do a national lockdown. Let's just go all the way, shut it down for two weeks. Shut it down. I'm good with that, literally. Like, I'm already shut down. We might I've as well shut, shut down, down the entire country. Right. I've been shut down for two weeks, and just tomorrow – my governor said, now we have a two weeks isolation shelter in place. I'm like, I've been doing that since like March yeah. 10th. <laughs> Generation Z down there in Florida, by the way, are really ruining it for us. Those kids in Clearwater. That was the, the worst look, I gotta say. I have never been ashamed of a person that I don't know personally or people I was ashamed for the whole of their families, like mm. forever. Like, good luck to that one kid who said, if I get Corona, if I don't get Corona, it's not going to stop me from partying. Good luck to him ever getting a job. The like, backwards I'm, hat guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, backwards hat. Like, what was on his face? Not sure. Did you get punched? Or is that, like, I know. alcohol, like, stuck? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, good, good luck, buddy, because, like, that the internet lives on forever. <laughs> Literally. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Tiger and this layoff and why it could be a good thing for him. But first, a word from betonline.ag. While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at Bet Online. With no MLB, NHL, NBA, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but with Bet Online, there's still hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. We're talking about MMA, American Idol, the elections as well. 
there is still fun to be had at betonline.ag. Just use my promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Okay, Bridget, so wrapping up the program here, talking about this layoff with coronavirus, specifically for Tiger, though, and I think there are two sides of it here, Bridget, and I want you to react. A, I think, yes, this is a good thing for him because he's getting plenty of rest and practice on his own terms. B, we don't want him to miss out on major championships or really even regular tour events. And that could be a real possibility. So, or at least I think so. You're an optimist. You think that we're going to get a full on major championship schedule, but I think there are two sides of it. So I guess the question is just how far can you continue to cancel events to where this actually becomes a detriment to tiger? Because as we know, he's not getting any younger And I know the back is more of the focus than the age number, but I think there is a point where it becomes a problem for Tiger if we continue to kick this can down the road. And again, by the way, I just want to preface this discussion with the fact that the safety of the human public is priority A, 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 A. So once that's all figured out, then we can talk about scheduling and all that. But of course, we're not health experts, so we're kind of skipping over that part. But let's assume that everybody is healthy and we get that out of the way. Um, But for Bridget here, I want you to react kind of to this dichotomy, if you will, of rest, but also when does the rust come in? Right. So the one thing I actually think Tiger has an advantage in is prolonged time off, right? Mm -hmm. So who else out there on tour right now has taken years off? Years no one? I don't know. I'm going to say no one. I mean, DJ for a year, right? Or less than that? Yeah. And that was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Thorbjorn Olsen, maybe? Um, But yeah, prolonged time off is like his wheelhouse, right? So I think that he has an ability to adapt per his father. I mean, his dad is really the origin of all things, in my opinion. So I honestly, I do not see this as a hindrance for him. I don't. Now, yeah, you bring in the age um, situation. So, like, how much longer was Tiger considering playing, like, full throttle? That I don't know, right? So now, like, does this time impede that timeline? I don't know. I do know that his son is very active in golf, so I think that, The golf aspect for him, his training will be on point and training his son will be on point. Excuse me. I don't think that this sort of like weird hiccup in the golf schedule, if it's going to affect anyone, I don't see it affecting Tiger. I do see it affecting those guys who are playing super well, like Rory McIlroy, right? Number one in the world. He was was trending. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Trent, like... This all senses of the word trending was Rory McIlroy. Um, so for someone like him, this is weird, right? Because he's also a cerebral guy. So I think he could get in his head a little bit. Tiger is the most strong mental human I've ever been exposed to. And I think that this weird, like unexpected, like 
thrown in your face time off is something he actually has experience in handling. Right. Um, now, going forward, if he plays all four majors, I don't see him playing a lot of regular tour events. I really don't. I think that he's so tactical in that sense that he would practice or prepare in a certain way to peak at a major or maybe not peak. Now we can't really talk about peaking. <laughs> you can't like peak from like rest to peak to rest. But I think that he will have a very interesting way of going about this where he has a leg up. And I think that also his team around him is very, very used to this. Now mm. keep in mind, caddies, this is weird, right? Because even when caddies are laid off from a player, they tend to pick up with another player. They, they don't have really the ability to just have time off. They don't make that much money, you know? So they're constantly working. And now there's local clubs closing. They can't even, you know, caddy at their country club in town. Joe LaCava was made for time off. I, when I worked um, up in Connecticut in local news, I reported on um, high school football and Joe's son was the captain of Pomperog. And this was back in um, 2014 when Tiger wasn't playing. And I saw Joe at every single game. No difference. Same temperament, same mental strength. So this is a really weird situation where Tiger and his teammate have a leg up, in my opinion. You know, it's a great point. You talk about the adversity in Tiger's career, the microdisectomies, the surgeries, the time off, the stop and go nature of his career the last five or six years. I mean, it's a great point. And I think if anybody is best suited for this, it's him. I'm curious, though, do you, what do you think he thinks about this coronavirus situation? Is he kind of like fist bumping to himself because, okay, I can get healthier. There's more time for me. The Masters is in, is in the fall. That's probably a better situation for me. I think in a way, there's a little sigh of relief here for these postponements and cancellations because, okay, now there's time for me to kind of rest up. I didn't feel great about the Masters with this news about Tiger skipping the Players' Championship and all of that because of his back and that it wasn't ready yet and all of this stuff. I think this is, like you said, a good thing for him. What do you think he thinks about this whole ordeal? So Tiger is the luckiest person I think that I've been exposed to. <laughs> I think this is a weird element of luck, right? They say that um, like absolute success is when luck meets hard work or like luck meets opportunity or however that saying goes. Agreed. No, I don't think, yeah, yeah I don't think the coronavirus is lucky but I think the situational displacement of the events that have happened because of the coronavirus right. is lucky. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's fist bumping the coronavirus. Right. Um, but yeah, which you didn't, yeah, you didn't intend to make it sound that way. But I do think he is like, wow, this is interesting that I have this little bit of grace period where I'm actually able to relax and not be concerned with, Next week, am I going to have to pull out of something? Am I going to have to say, you know, my back's still not there yet? And I think that it's just such a, a weird situation that none of us could have predicted. But I, like you, was not feeling good about the Masters. And now, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm sort of, it, it is, I don't know. I have to see. But there's still hope now, you know? 
there's always that thought of momentum versus rest and all of this sure. stuff. You have to wonder, Bridget, if in a way we're headed for like a reset of the PGA Tour schedule. And if maybe Rory McIlroy won't be as red hot once we restart or whatever. I mean, it's just a thought, you know, maybe there is this opportunity for Tiger to kind of reboot his season. Yeah, if I was to look at the hole, I would say Rory McIlroy won't, won't beat Rory McIlroy. That was a little slurred. Won't be red hot. I really don't think he will be. Yeah. I think that he is someone who sort of sees his career as, again, like Tiger, but there are so many ups and downs. And I think when he is on the up, up, up and up, he often has a down. And I just, I don't know. I, I mean you know, within the past six years, I've seen that with Rory. It wasn't always that way. So I do see like someone like a Justin Thomas, like coming out of this, like super strong and like getting to world number one. That's, that's kind of my pick. I saw him do a Q and a with Titleist the other day and he just seems in like, he's in such a good headspace, which is weird to say. I, I don't, I'm not like a psych, I was a psych major, but I'm not like a psychologist. <laughs> um, and I just saw a lot of positivity from him on like how he's adapting to this. Again, I've seen that through many tour players. You see them all like ordering indoor equipment and like doing the best that they can, which is really cool to see. But I do see, um, a little bit of a downfall for Rory when we pick things back up, which we will in 2020. Hopefully very soon indeed. All right, folks, this has been episode 33 of the Tiger Woods podcast, but really, Episode one, because Bridget is now a co-host on the show. Bridget, thanks so much for uh, coming on board here. Uh, stay safe. Any messages out there for uh, your friends, family, those who are dealing with this coronavirus situation? Any tips for quarantine life? Yeah, I mean, I think continue to stay active. Um, if you buy frozen food, try not to eat that first like I do, which, I mean, I bought so much frozen stuff, and that's the first stuff that I ate. We're like, that should be what I'm eating in six weeks. Literally. So I think just, yeah, be smart. Don't hoard. Um, your stores are still going to stay open. But I think keep active and, and keep your headspace clear. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. You still get to wake up every day and, um, and we'll get through it. I mean, everything, the good thing about time is that it passes, which we all tend to say is the negative about time. But mm -hmm. right now, we all know for sure that time will pass. Right opportunity to reconnect with old friends, maybe do some introspection, think about what you want to do in life or maybe skills you want to hone in on, all that good stuff. You guys know what you're doing. Out something there. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Love is Blind. Great series. I can't believe I got hooked in on it, but damn it, I, I did. Think. Oh, gosh. Jessica is my love, by the way. All right. We are wrapping up the Tiger Woods podcast here, folks. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.